Welcome to the Power Hour, your hour where you can find out what is holding you back, your hour where you can find things where you can be better, your hour where you find new ways how you can lead your team to success, or your hour where you can have a breakthrough and do things totally differently. This is your Power Hour with me. I am Coach Colin and I am the skipper on your journey in mastering your leadership. So let's get started. Today's Power Hour is different because I'm not here on my own. I've got a guest. And my special guest today is Steve Talbot. Hello, Colin, and hello, everybody. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me today, Colin. I'm looking forward to uh, what lies ahead. Absolutely. It's a great pleasure to have a special guest here on the Power Hour because the topics that we're having here today is trying to figure out in a conversation what is the difference between mentoring and coaching. And perhaps we can start off just with the definitions really around what coaching and mentoring means. So let's start with something that is quite common to us. And mentoring, if you think about what it really means, is it is about giving advice to someone based on your own experience or others' experience. So what do you think about that, Steve? I mean, you've got a long history and a long career in sales how does this definition of mentoring match your experience? Uh, well, absolutely, it does, Colin. Because um, look, my experience is uh, as a manager that I I, I mentored a lot. Um, I, I saw it at the time as 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 helping people to grow, um, but uh, I have a better understanding now between mentoring and coaching. And um, yeah, I certainly mentored a lot, and it was very helpful for me. So give, share us in from a situation. When do you think you were mentoring? Um, well, as I said, uh, for, for me, it was important for my team to develop. And so I saw that, uh, that I had some knowledge that would help them develop. So what I would do is we would have um, training sessions where we would sit down and talk about different topics. Okay. But essentially what would happen would that I would uh, share my experience, share my understanding, share my knowledge. We would have some discussions around these topics. Um, and then we would take away some ideas to, to practice. But it was very much coming from the perspective of, um, of giving guidance from uh, my experience and knowledge. So the guidance or the learning came from you and mm -hmm. was transferred to your team. Sure. So who had to know everything in that situation? Well, I did. <laughs> and you did, actually? You did uh, know everything? No. How did you, you feel about that feeling <laughs> that you had to know everything? Well, it's interesting. You realize how much you know and, and how much you don't know because of the questions you're asked. And, um, and as, a, as, a, as a mentor, you tend to be asked most of the questions and you, and you tend to be doing a lot of the talking. But... Yeah, I think when you actually are mentoring, some things that you know very well, and there are other things that 
you um, realise through the mentoring that there's probably more to be be known and to be sharing. So how does that make you feel then in that situation when you realise as a mentor that you don't really have all the answers? What happened there? Um, well, I think sometimes you, you, you skirt around things or maybe avoid the things that you don't know and you focus on the things you do know. And, uh, and I think that's what we tend to do naturally as, as, as humans is we go to our safe spot where we know uh, we have knowledge. And I think that's where you tend to spend most of your time and just, just share what experience and knowledge you have. Hmm. You had been doing um, some online training even mm -hmm. around the difference between mentoring and coaching. I was looking at that material mm -hmm. and there was a definition, but I liked also a lot where it said a mentor knows how to answer many great questions mm -hmm. from the mentee and pass on their own experience. That's, yeah. So that's pretty much what you're ex explaining. You have to know, you have to have a lot of own experience so that you can pass it on. Absolutely. I mean, there is a proverb which is, um, you know, catch a man a fish and feed him for a day or teach him how to fish and feed him for life and I think that very much sums up how uh, mentors tend to operate is is that we it's around teaching it's around passing over our knowledge um, to, to teach and to help someone develop now that is interesting Steve does it mean that teaching is very similar to mentoring then uh, in my perspective, yes, I would say so. Um, teaching is very much what you do when, when you mentor because you're giving across knowledge and your experience. So the, the way to do that, obviously, is, is to sit down with people and give them guidance, teach them certain skills or certain things to look out for um, where, uh, around a particular topic. So... As a mentor, first of all, you would have to know the answers to all the questions that are coming, and you have to have done it and experienced it yourself so, so that you can give this type of, of advice. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know if you know all the answers to the questions, Colin. I don't think that <laughs> that's quite often the case. Well, you put yourself into that <laughs> chair, right, where yeah, you yeah. think I have to answer everything. Sure, sure. And what you do is you, is, is you draw from your experience when asked a question and give the best answer you can from that. But it's very much, again, coming from your own personal experience uh, and, and knowledge that you have. So where, where does this experience then really come from if you're the mentor? It sounds like you have to have gathered a lot of experience during your own career so that you can become a mentor. So how, how current or up-to-date then is this experience? Now, this is a really challenging question uh, yeah. because I, I, I see there is a certain risk there. There's absolutely a risk, Colin, but, uh, you know, it, how up-to-date is it? Well, that's, that's dependent on the person who is, is being the mentor. Um, I mean, it's like, it's like when you've got a child and, and you know, you, you, you try and pass on wisdom to, to, to your child. Is that up-to-date? Well, it's as up-to-date as what you know. So, and, and that's what you do. Is, 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 it, mentoring is very much around giving, and we all have, have had great mentors in our life who have given time to us, given advice to us, shared with us their, their experience and their knowledge. Um, is it always absolutely correct? Is it always absolutely up to date? Probably not, but it's the best that we can give, and it's around giving that, what we know to another person. Now, that's an interesting aspect, Steve, because what you're saying is that 
if you're sharing this type of device, mm-hmm. if you're giving these types of um, passing on this type of knowledge, mm-hmm. that means that it's always under the dependency of the mentee to accept it or not. Uh, yes, I, I think so. Um, uh, and, and obviously that comes down to how you as a mentor approach the, the topic and handle um, the, uh, the the dialogue. Obviously, if you're coming from a perspective of you must do this and, you know, pointing your finger and, you know, uh, to exaggerate, then that's not going to be taken on very well by a mentee. Um, it's uh, And so then really, is that is that mentoring or is it more directing and so I, w- I would suggest that as a mentor you it's about giving and we've all as I say we've all mm. had some great mentors who've given us stuff before in our in our careers so I think that is a very important borderline that we can establish there where mentoring stops and instructions start mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is when you actually then expect that the other person do does what you said yeah yeah and 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 Knowing what I know now know about coaching, I realise that mentoring is 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 a lot of one way traffic, and there's a lot of assumptions that happen along the way that you assume that people have really understood, and that you assume that they will take it on. And that's not always the case because uh, they may take on some of the knowledge, but do they actually take on the advice and develop skills and behaviour that way? Mm. Put that's it into probably, action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put it into action. That, that's mm. probably. Uh, not quite the case. Depends on how good the advice and how meaningful it is to the person who takes it on. Mm-hmm. So they might accept and appreciate your advice, but mm-hmm. then might not put it into action. No, oh, absolutely. That's interesting because that sounds like now we're on the other side of the borderline where we want to find more action, not only sharing experience, but mm. we really want to have the action. So where yeah. does the action then come from? Well, Knowing what I now know about coaching, it comes from inside the person um, who is is looking to learn. Uh, it comes from their own self-realization of, you know, I have to do something um, or it is important to do something and their motivation to say, yes, I, I, I will take this on and, 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 and take some action. That sounds like... I can still do mentoring, mm-hmm. but then I can switch to coaching at one point. Uh, yes. Because if I, if I consider that mentoring is, still has the freedom to accept the knowledge and the experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then the coaching is trying to find the, 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 the motivation to do something, yeah. how do yeah. you then switch? Right. Well, see, a lot of us, are, we naturally tend to mentor people, and so it's something that we... Uh, Quite often as parents, we do that, as I was mentioning earlier. So it's something that we do quite naturally. But to switch across to to uh, tapping into people's motivation and tapping into uh, using some coaching techniques, you need to understand those techniques in the first place. Um, it's very difficult to just say, okay, well, I'm going to switch to somebody at some, in, into someone's motivation. You may ask some questions around that, but... Um, I would suggest that to really know how to do that would be to to, to gain some understanding of coaching techniques. Mm-hmm. We'll have a look at the coaching techniques presently, and perhaps you can share just a few so that people are mm-hmm. reminded of what are the basic coaching techniques. 
I had here a definition of coaching where it said, coaching is about creating the positivity in the need to change. Mm -hmm. How does that resonate to um, your experience? Yes, I, I think a coaching conversation is different to a, to a mentoring conversation in that uh, quite often when, when you're coaching, you're drawing out from the, the coachee their understanding, their perspective, and, um, and their meaning towards something. So I think that becomes a, a lot more powerful to, to enable uh, them to take action. Their meaning to, towards something. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Well, that's a play of words, <laughs> yeah, right? Of <laughs> well, see, the thing is, when, when, you're, when you're mentoring, it, as much as you're giving across, you're never really quite sure, you know, whether this, how important it is to the other person. Mm -hmm. When you're coaching, the type of questions you ask draw out that uh, what things mean to them and whether you know it's important enough to take action. How do you draw that out? Great questions, Colin. I mean, that really is the questions, the, the, yeah, right? Questions. Uh, as a, the, the the flip side of of mentoring is, is that in mentoring, we, you're answering a lot of questions from the coachee or you're, you're answering rhetorical questions, you're throwing rhetorical questions out there. Whereas coaching is much more around asking the coachee what they think, what's, in, what's important to them, what they, what's their understanding of, of the topic and what meaning, as we were saying earlier, does it really have to them? Oh, so, so then you have reversed roles. So yes. the, the mentee who had been asking questions before how things should be done, all of mm -hmm. a sudden it turns around and as a coach you're asking questions instead. Absolutely. I mean, the, and it, we talk about the 80-20 rule. Well, I mean, it really is flipped around. When you're mentoring, essentially you're, you're doing 80% of the talking, mm -hmm. the mentee is doing around you know, the 20%. When coaching, it's the other way around. Coaching, you're doing 20% of the talking, and the, and, and the coachee is, sorry, coaching you're doing 20%, yeah, of the talking, and the, the, the coachee is doing 80% of the talking. And when, as a coach, the talking you're doing is really asking questions. Right. So if I'm a, I'm a mentor, or if I'm a manager in this case, mm -hmm. and I suddenly realize I'm talking, 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 mm -hmm. that could be an indication that I might want to change if I want to do more coaching. Absolutely. That's one of the key points. I mean, that's a trigger, really. If you realize in yourself that, hey, I'm doing most of the talking here, you can be reasonably sure that you're predominantly lying on the side of, of mentoring and giving advice. So how can you re then realize on the other person that you're basically talking all the time? Is there some... some how how well, can you notice yourself? I mean, well, <laughs> people like to talk naturally, sure. but at some point you have to give them some kind of trigger. What to watch out for? Well, I think the first thing is 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 self realization, uh, and particularly if you go into a conversation, I think it's, this is these are, this is one of the questions you should ask yourself: How much talking am I doing? And through a conversation, you should be asking yourself that. So the fir very first thing is is to be aware of where the talking should be coming from. Uh, and then, obviously, if you see someone and they're sitting there quietly sort of just looking at you, their mouth's not moving, that's a pretty obvious one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when you hear your own voice a lot, it's, it's really just down to that. How hard do you think that is? I think it's very hard. Uh, why, I is, think why is that? 
because we are prone to talk. Most people, uh, particularly in sales, we like to talk. But if you treat this as like a sales conversation, for instance, uh, and if you want to relate coaching to, to a sales conversation, when you have a great conversation with a customer, normally it's about discovering what's important to the customer. And it's very similar in coaching. It's around discovering, um, you know, what their understanding of the situation is, what meaning it has to them, and what um, you know possibilities they see that they could do. So there are that means there are a couple of questions around there that you would want to ask and and perhaps have in mind. Do you have any suggestions around questions that you would want to have sort of in your pocket? Um, well, I think I think as I say, the first thing is for to to to. to to give the intention of what you're trying to achieve. And then really it's, well, you know, what, what do you see are the possibilities here for, for yourself um, in, in having an effect on this? Mm -hmm. How could you impact this, this situation? That means you have been talking about the situation as yeah. such. Yeah. Does, it also, does it also mean that I, if I'm in the manager now, I've been sharing my view as well? Um, when the... It, Absolutely, because the thing is that uh, when if you just have a mentoring conversation, really that's 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 predominantly around teaching something. So mm -hmm. it's around it's around helping people develop a skill. If you're having a coaching conversation, it's much more about, as I said before, opening up um, the meaning, the possibilities, um, the resources of the the, the coachee. So um, you it, normally in a conversation. W with between a manager and, and an employee, there normally is some sort of goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's normally and 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 that's really the, the, the as a as a manager is really one of the important things that we can do is share the goal, share the intention, and then um, talk to the employee about what their understanding of that goal is and where they see their possibilities. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really where we start to say, you know, about well, what do you see could be achieved in this from from your perspective? What do you think you could um, contribute here. Um, I think I think with the goal that is really something that we should be exploring more mm. because that is where I see that many conversations very easily tend into going into the actions. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And and isn't the mentor conversation still a lot about suggestions around actions and mm. things that should be done and planning and yeah yeah look, absolutely I mean that 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 really sort of encapsulates a lot of what mentoring is it's, it's around about actions if you do this you get that mm -hmm. so um, whereas coaching it really taps into the motivation first of all because people can find their actions yeah and you can help them find their actions but it's around well okay what is the meaning of this you know what matters about this what is the situation right now so you so you put some sort of benchmark um, to understand well okay where are we today so these are the type of questions that you need to understand. Well, okay, what is what is the situation? What resources do you see you have that you could take and develop this yourself? And uh, and also looking at well, who could help you in this? Hmm. These are the types of questions that you can ask people because otherwise, if you give them all the answers, what meaning does it really have to them? And what 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 um, real engagement do they have? It's very one-sided. Whereas in coaching, it, it, you're drawing out their, what, what they see as the possibilities. I think that is very important that you have those questions and 
are able to ask those. But I think the biggest challenge that you have in all these situations is to shut up and let the other person think. Mm. If, if I'm just thinking about the question, well, what resources do you have? I don't think that those resources come to mind very, very easily to the people because always thinking about, you know, one way of doing things, the way they've always mm. been doing things. And if coaching is about creating the positivity to need to change, that means mm -hmm. also they have to do something differently. Mm -hmm. And that way of doing things differently perhaps does not come obviously to many people. Yeah, absolutely, Colin. I, I, I agree. I mean, you only see what you what 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 you can see in front of you, and and the, and the capabilities and resources that you have, uh, and that's one of the roles as a manager. Really, is in this, and this is where you sort of can switch between the mentoring and the coaching is, is to open up the possibilities that there are more resources there, because as a manager, you would you have more understanding of maybe more global resources or possibilities uh, outside of what. Um, uh, potentially a salesperson sees. So you can open their eyes to, mm. to more possibilities mm. in resources and capabilities. That would imply, Steve, that you then switch back from mm. coaching into mentoring. Absolutely. But then something happens also in the relationship because then if you become the mentor, mm -hmm. you move back into being the boss, the manager, which means you have the hierarchy back into that relationship. So how do you avoid that? Really? Potentially that could happen, absolutely, Colin. Uh, and, I, and I think really what it, the, the, the way to approach it is, again, through questions. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and one of the key things about coaching is partnering. So, so really what you could do is, is say, well, let's consider together what possibilities there are here, what resources right. we can collectively see. So you create some kind of brainstorming situation. Yeah. Mm. So we introduce it, say, okay, let's brainstorm around what is possible here. Yeah. And yeah. you go first, kind of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, then it becomes a more equal conversation. And yeah, that's part of what yeah. coaching is all around, is, is, is that you create this partnership. And um, whereas when you're mentoring, uh, quite often, it's it's uh, the, the mentor has a lot more power in the relationship, right. and you try yeah. not to, to to you're trying to create much more of an equal partnership and and collaboration mm. when you're coaching. Yeah, because very often I remember that a mentor it, they can be they can have a more powerful position, mm -hmm. experience, hierarchy in the organization. Normally, that comes automatically with a type of mentor, mm. and if you take this role as um, even as a manager and you're mentoring a lot, then automatically your the, the, the coachee or the mentee associates that yeah. position mm -hmm. with that type of role. And then it's hard to get back onto the same level of the eye level of being a coach. Hmm. Yeah, and that, and that that is one of the, the, the challenges. Uh, and so, uh, and it's very much uh, the onus is on the coach to to recognize that and to work towards creating this collaborative, trusting partnership, because that's one of the key things is in 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 coaching is creating this 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 level of trust that we can um, that the coachee can open up, and and um, because that's really where the difference can be made. Otherwise, we you know we have conversations where things are slightly guarded. So, and that's the challenge as a manager coaching a salesperson. I think that is you just you just said a word there, a key word. Say how can you then get the other person to open up? What would 
what would be a couple of if we just brainstorm right. around that yeah. point? What would be a couple of techniques to help the coachee to open up and share ideas and start well, thinking about new ways of doing things or increasing the the you know the horizon of the resources that might be available? Well, I think I think one of the things is perspectives. You know, if you if 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 you can take it away from even take it into a third party's perspective. You know, what if uh, what would would um, uh, you know someone else in a different role within the company? What perspective okay. would yeah. they would they yeah. have? Um, you know, if like in a different country, yeah, even. yeah even in a different country. Oh. If we were to think about things from a from a different way, um, then th- th- these are these are questions that are non confrontational because it's not putting putting the pressure back on to the coach and saying, well, you know, will you come up with the answer? It's mm-hmm. about coming up with the answer together and thinking, well, okay. If we were to twist to turn that around and look at it from another perspective, or if we were to play something out, how how would we see that plays out? Particularly if you, if if the the the, the goals or or the perspective of the the coachee is uh, needs some some development. So it's no no points in coming back and saying no. I think you know that's that's not correct because you'll ruin that relationship, mm, and that's mm. not what you want to do. It's around working together to achieve something. So taking a different perspective is really quite a powerful way to do that. I think for me, when I when I started to learn coaching, the biggest challenge I had was to stop judging the suggestions that the mm-hmm. people made. I yeah. think that was my my biggest problem when even even in coaching practice. When you ask the press, the person the question, well, out of this situation, what do you think would be the next step? And they come up with a suggestion, and then you suddenly realize this is not going to cut it. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that, that, that's what I'm getting to, is, is, well, how do you address that then, Colin? I mean, what, what was your, your, your way of addressing that? Well, what I, what I had to learn first was actually to shut up and not judge it. Mm-hmm. And um, very quickly after that, I mean, I also had to understand that the the coachee as such, when they voice such a suggestion, it could be that they have never voiced this type of suggestion before. Mm. And if you come up with an idea, the first thing that you want to have is some kind of encouragement that this idea was great. Yeah. Because if you don't get it, the second idea will never come. Mm. And even if the second idea might be a lot better, it will still never come if the first idea is shot down and criticized. Yeah. Yeah, and that absolutely. is, I think, the biggest hurdle anybody really wants to go through even if it's i mean when it's when it's about um, raising children or if you've got teenagers at home i mean how easily do we judge and that type of behavior never really stops no that's right it's nothing really bad about that it's more like like a habit because you're so engaged and you want to achieve something good Mm -hmm. that out of your own perspective you see that more is possible if you did it yourself but that's exactly where you shouldn't be, <laughs> and that's very much the challenge of a manager because we, you know, uh, quite often, uh, you know, a manager will tend to take over a situation, mm. uh, and even even using mentoring to take over a situation, and that's one of the biggest challenges, is to shut up, step back, and allow the person to to find their way with your encouragement and support, and by doing that, that's where the trust grows, and that's when people are much more um, receptive to open up and sharing with you because they know that's a trusting relationship you have. Right. Mm. And even between between a manager and the employees should also mm. be trusting. Uh, that's what, exactly what yeah. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
So let's summarize what we collected here together. Um, we had been talking about mentoring mm -hmm. and the characteristics of mentoring, apart from talking a lot, mm -hmm. how would you describe it, Steve? The characteristics of mentoring. The characteristics of mentoring is mentoring is a, is, is a great thing when um, someone needs uh, information that you have and that you can share it uh, in a respecting and trustful way. So it's like being a specialist, really. Yes, yeah, maybe being a specialist and sharing the insight that you have to help mm. people shortcut to get to where they want to be. So a certain amount of self-awareness of how you did at the time when you did it is mm. also very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then we want to switch to coaching. So how, how can we switch? What would be sort of the triggers that will make us think about the coaching? One of the key triggers, as we discussed, is the uh, relationship of talking, how much you're talking compared to um, the person that you're, you're coaching. Hmm. So uh, that 80-20 rule, if you think about that, and that's a good one just to easily remember. Um, it's also around your intentions before you even go into the conversation uh, is to remind yourself that what you're there for is to coach and to help them find their own way with your support. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to pure coaching, you talked a lot about really about the goals and mm -hmm. what should be achieved and the outcome mm -hmm. that should be created. Yeah. I think that is a very important element of coaching really where, where perhaps mentoring differs mm. a little bit since you're sharing a lot of your experience and your mm -hmm. actions, your recommendations. I think in coaching, the biggest... Um, time spent should be really understanding what is the goal, what is the outcome yep. that should be created. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's be clarity around the intention of what we are, are we trying to achieve. Uh, once we get that, then it's it's then allowing the, um, the, the the coachee to find their their way um, with your support and encouragement. So when they have their way, then how would you then round off a coaching session? Um, I think summarizing is a really good way to do that, mm -hmm. to get them to summarize uh, what the intention is so that there's clarity that we're both on the, we're on the same page, first of all. Um, also what their goals are within the scope of that intention mm -hmm. and uh, where they see... Uh, I mean, you can talk about their goals, their 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 resources, um, their plan, uh, and what action are they going mm. to take? Now, in 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 a short summary. This is interesting because I can easily remind myself that if I'm mentoring, then I would do the summary, mm -hmm. right? Because I yeah. want to get that message across. That this is is my recommendation in a short two or three sentences. But in a coaching situation, you ask the other person. Yeah. See, if you gave a, if you, as a mentor, if you gave the summary, how do you really know that they're, that this other person is attached to it? How do you know that they, they really understand it? And how do you know that, that, that they really um, feel that they want to take some action? Well, as a mentor, you don't have that commitment anyway. Hmm. You just pass your experience and pass the information and yeah. you're done. That's right. That's right. But as a coach, you want to create that willingness that something happens in mm -hmm. the end. Yeah. And, and it, in my in my perspective, I, I've I've been a coach and I've been a coachee, and um, I found it as a coachee, I found it very um, 
something very, very powerful because by being coached in the right way, it's enabled me to see possibilities that I hadn't seen before that conversation and find some, some areas where I thought, yes, actually, I can do something with this. So seeing the possibilities and really having then the courage and, and the commitment mm, and to do support. something. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that is a good point for us to round it off here because one of the key differences between mentoring and coaching is also getting the feeling that the coachee is committed to do something in the end because if they're still wondering and hesitating to take action, perhaps you have been mentoring too much. Mm-hmm. And that is where you can switch back and start asking questions and recapture the coaching or, in this case, perhaps it was a mentoring conversation, but recapture the situation by asking again, well, what is really the outcome that was required and what resources were available? And ask those questions to the coachee to summarize. And what action do you think you can take now? Absolutely, I agree with that. So even if you've start on, started on the wrong foot and you've been mentoring a while, you can still recover the conversation and switch into coaching. At any time. Great. Thank you very much, Steve. This has been a great pleasure to have this conversation. If you have any further questions, of course, you can post them in the classroom. You can reach out to us. And I would like to leave you with a quote here from George Bernard Shaw, who said, The best service a friend can really render is to keep up your courage by holding you up um, a mirror in which you can see a noble image of yourself. And this is an interesting question that we might want to explore another time, Steve, because mm-hmm. this is not only about actions. It's also around the self-image. Yes. But that might be something for another time. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Have a great week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. This was the Power Hour with me, Coach Colin, the skipper to your leadership. And if you found something interesting during this Power Hour, why not just go over and press like or even share it with one of your peers because we all want to be better and it is very rewarding to see other people getting better around us. And if you have any questions about this Power Hour or around leading your team to success, Just private message me, text me, get in touch with me on Facebook or send me an email. Because always remember, I am Coach Colin and I am here to help you master your leadership.